This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. And I'm Evan Novi Williams, and this is the Bronx Billions Sports Business Podcast, the Sportacast. I love that the phone is ringing. Our guest is Randy Levine, president of the New York Yankees. Randy, you want to take that? I mean, it could be big business. No, I, you know, when I'm on, when I'm on with you guys, there's nothing more bigger business. I love it. I love it. Well, we, we thank you. I guess the big thing that we can talk about with you, obviously, was our Major League Baseball valuations. Yankees came out as the most valuable franchise, not just in Major League Baseball, in the world. And uh, I will tell you, we often hear gripes from executives and owners when we put out valuation. So I'm going to give you an open forum right now, Randy. If you think we screwed up, if you think we're too low, Yankees at $7 billion, most valuable franchise in the world. Tell me how we screwed up or tell me how we done good. I think you're, you're, you're correct. Uh, I think we are the most valuable sports franchise in the world. I think we're the most recognizable sports franchise in the world. Uh, I've been all over the world from Tiananmen Square in China to Paris, uh, to um, the Middle East. You see Yankee hats and Yankee gear everywhere. Um, so I think you're, you're about right. Uh, I think sports franchises are rising in value. Um, they become real uh, sought-after properties all over the world. Uh, and, you know, there's only one New York Yankees. Uh, and so I think you, you got it about right. Uh, hard to value these things. Uh, all of the companies uh, that are in our umbrella are doing fabulous. You know, yes, continues to be, you know, the leading RSN in the in the country. And I think you're watching a phenomenon go on where streaming services are actually stepping back in popularity, and basic cable is actually coming back because of prices and. Uh, and and convenience, I think that's going to even out, which I think nobody expected. Uh, Legends Hospitality continues to to grow. Uh, New York City Football Club, uh, the you know the champions of Major League Soccer, and all our companies are doing uh, doing well. So I think you're in the ballpark. All right, I'm going to do something I've never done before on this show, Randy. Ready? I, I'm going to quote rap lyrics. I mean, you say you've been all over the world, but Eben, this will impress you because you're, you're the young in here. But it was Jay-Z who said, I've made the Yankee hat more famous than the Yankees can. Uh, I mean, we don't believe that's true. Right? I mean, pe- people know the Yankee hat because of Aaron Judge and the tradition of the team. It's not because of Jay-Z, right? 
No, that was a great song, and we thank Jay-Z, but I think uh, the Yankee hat was made famous from Babe Ruth to Lou Gehrig to Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle, uh, Derek Jeter, uh, Aaron Judge, uh, Giancarlo Stanton, and uh, most most famous, uh, George Steinbrenner. Charlie Hayes and uh, George Phelps. My my people always said George or Ken Phelps. Ken Phelps. How could you trade Jay Buhner? Ken Phelps. Ken Phelps. And some would say George Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> but you mentioned all of the other companies, and I mean, there's so many things for for us to dive into, Randy. But I, one point I want to make is that there were only two franchises, not surprisingly, Yankees and Red Sox, where the outside entities were valued at over a billion dollars. Now, I know Sam Kennedy views the Red Sox and Nesson and, uh, and uh, Fenway Sports Group as a platform company. I, there's no way that in five, 10 years, it will only be two. Do you see prospective owners and current owners viewing that the, the team at the core of the wheel, but there are so many ancillary businesses that can now be spun off from them? Yes, uh, that was the plan all along. And again, I think there's more than two. Uh, you know, we, we own 20% stake in, in New York City Football Club. Uh, we have uh, uh, the, the Pinstripe Bowl and a whole college football um, and outside events program. Uh, we're partners in Clear. Uh, we've taken interest in, in all kind of companies, uh, equity companies. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you know, the Yankees are the the generator. The Yankees are the heart of of, of the body. Uh, but uh, the whole idea when when George Steinbrenner hired me way back in 2000, he said, you know, we have a great baseball team. This is the core. Now build me a sports and entertainment company. And that's been the goal ever since. I was going to ask that exact question. When you took over, Randy, there was no Yes Network. There was no Pinstripe Bowl. There was no NYCFC. There was no Legends Hospitality. This was the goal all along. When you started, it was, let's build ancillary businesses that will make both the Yankees more valuable and add value on the outside as well? That was absolutely the goal. Um, and, and and the boss, when he hired me, told me that was the goal. That's what I want you to do. And and that's what we've been focused on. And you remember, we originally owned, uh, in addition to, to, to the Yankees, we owned uh, Yankee Global, owned the Nets. And we eventually sold it to, uh, to Bruce Ratner, who then... Uh, uh, sold it to uh, Mr. Prokhorov, who then you know sold it to Joe. Uh, we originally owned a third of the New Jersey Devils, uh, which was sold. So we're always in and out of these things, and especially with technology, we're always taking a look at at new ventures, new companies, um, and you know our brand is very very essential to a lot of these companies because it gives them instant credibility. I mean, I'll give you an example. Uh, you've been to the Yankee Stadium and you see, you know, years ago we put in new lights. Uh, we were the first one. A, a company based out of Korea uh, had this new technology and they wanted it to get well-known. They came to see us and uh, we took a, we got a piece of equity in the company and now it's being used all over the world. What's the company Winter, called? The Yankee. Uh, I it, I forget the name. It's it's a Korean pronounced company, and I forget it. But 
you know, you've seen Yankee Stadium. Now we can do things that we never could have done before. Uh, the same with Clear. You know, we were involved. You know, Clear is a great company today. It's great. We were involved before anybody else was involved. And they do a great job at Yankee Stadium. You know, hopefully where they can do more. So we're always looking to, in addition to, to, to sports and entertainment, which is our core, if a technology company makes sense to partner with us, Obviously, we uh, we're looking at that as specific as you can. What are you looking at moving forward? Are there specific tech areas, other media? What are the areas that you look at and you say, "Oh, it would be great if we could figure out a smart way to get into into this." Well, I, 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 yeah, I can tell you there are two areas which we're pretty involved with. I personally was involved in, and, and I think it's going to really involve. That's the whole. Uh, sports mobile sports betting uh, area. Uh, we we've doubled our our sponsorships uh, in that area. Uh, we're we're working here in New York State. You know to be great if we could have you know kiosks or actual you know around the stadium. You know actually online betting. Although some people tell me you know it's better on the phone. You know it's like uh, nobody goes to the teller at the racetrack anymore. But I'm not convinced of that. Um, and, but more important than that, baseball lends itself to, to mobile sports betting because there's so many opportunities is, you know, you can bet, is it a fastball? Is it a curveball? Is it inside? Is it outside? Is the guy going to hit a foul ball, a single, a double? I mean, it's endless. So we have to figure out, you know, and we're talking to, to, to companies, uh, if it's appropriate, um, and work with major league baseball, you know, can the whole stadium, in effect, be a casino with everyone on their phones? Is there technology or people, and I think there are, who can take these bets, you know, turn them around, work with people right away? Hey, Randy, That's I'm a lot. Curious. Very interesting. Yeah, we're chatting with Randy Levine, president of the New York Yankees. And I wonder, Randy, from that, you know, the at-home experience versus the in-arena experience or in-stadium, uh, the, the purist would say, don't you want people in your stadium paying attention to the game? Or are you of the position that, no, 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 you have to give fans what they want, how they want, where they want, when they want. You have to cater to that customer. And if they want to be on their phone, if they want to be betting, if they want to be doing fantasy while they're sitting there, I don't care. I just want them in the seats uh, touching the New York Yankees. Uh, I think... Uh your your second point is is where it's going to be. Uh, I think especially younger younger people, uh, you know, they can watch the game and be on their phone and do it. So our whole basis is give the fans what they need. I mean, my generation, you know, uh, we kind of want to watch the game, and but you know, younger people and even people in my generation, you know, they can multitask. So the idea is to give the fans what they need. Uh, because that's the whole thing. Keep them engaged. Fan engagement is everything now, customer engagement and everything, and continue, whether it's through gambling, whether it's through games, whether it's through getting food in the right place, uh, you know, watching the Yes Network app while you're at the game to get better replays. I mean, it's all about fan engagement. And so, Really, that's the answer. The second thing, you know, we're looking at, we're preliminary, we're getting a lot of, uh, of, of people talking to us is like the whole world, you know, uh, the whole crypto world. Um, and, you know, how do you deal with that? I mean, you know, 
there are there are a lot of ways. Payroll. Some people want to get it. You know, do you have a do you deal with it? Payroll. You have players programs. that are saying, "Hey, yeah, I, I, yep. I would like you to pay me in crypto." That was my question as well. Yeah, do you have players coming to you right now saying, "I'd, I'd like to take it in Bitcoin"? Not yet, but I think they will because it's getting you know pretty popular all over the league, and I think you got to be prepared for it with everything, uh, you know. And then you lead into you know baseball has rules, and you know a lot of the, some of these are national, some aren't. The whole NFT world. So I mean, it's constantly evolving. Uh, all the time, and our job is because we're the leading brand in, in 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 MLB and in sports. You know, people are driven to us, yet we're good partners with MLB, so we know when we can be used as a flagship for them, and you know when it's appropriate to do it ourselves. Now, being that leading partner or that leading brand, that enables two things. One, you can be super aggressive and out front because I'm sure you're you are at least given opportunities that others aren't because of the Yankees. It also gives you the luxury of sitting back and letting things play out and then deciding how you'd like to proceed. What do you think is your DNA and the Yankees DNA in terms of out front, let's go, let's try, or let's let's be a little more cautious, see what shakes out, and then we can proceed as we see fit? I think we're very aggressive. Uh, we We try and be visionary. You know, some of the things I've told you about, you know, just a few minutes ago, we're out there looking. We we make it known that we're really always available for people. You know, I return all my phone calls, you know, on, on these kind of things. So I try and be really aggressive. All our team tries to be really aggressive, but not stupid. You know, once we find an idea that that works, we do a lot of due diligence on it to make sure it's great because our brand stands for success and excellence and, you know, one bad deal and you can really hurt your brand. One area, Randy, where a number of other teams have moved a bit faster than you guys, unless unless I'm wrong and tell me if I am, uh, private equity investments. Uh, a number of the most valuable teams in baseball, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, the Giants, uh, the, the, um, the, the uh, all Cubs. of those teams, the Cubs, they have all um, sold equity stakes to private equity firms. I don't believe the Yankees have. Please tell me if that is, if that is wrong. What is... You, what is your stance on that? What What is the Yankees thinking relative to to, to, to new private? We're really not, we're not really interested in that. We haven't done it on the on the Yankees because uh, we don't have any shortage of people, you know, individuals who want to buy in as as partners. Uh, we've done it, of course, with the Yes Network. Uh, you know, that's how it was built. You know, originally with Goldman Sachs and. And uh, uh, we've done it with Legends, uh, so and we've done it with our other companies. But I don't see it happening for for the Yankees because you know our value. We limited partnerships trade all the time, every time, and the value continues to go up. And there's no no uh, shortage of demand for individuals who uh, who want to do that, who want to be a limited partner of the Yankees. We. We haven't had a capital call in all that I've been, you know, president for over 20 years. There's never been a capital call. So it's a good investment. It appreciates, you know, we do, we do distributions occasionally, uh, not, not often because, you know, both George and Hal want all that money reinvested back into the team, but everyone appreciates in value. So no, I don't see any private equity uh, uh, investments in, in, in the Yankee partnership. Hey, we're chatting with Randy Levine, president of the New York Yankees. Randy, I'm just curious what you see 30,000 foot on the landscape. Chelsea is for sale right now. 
The Denver Broncos are for sale right now. The Washington Nationals are for sale right now. AC Milan is for sale right now. Just to the magnitude, especially that Chelsea Broncos component, the magnitude of what's out there, the kind of money and bids that it's attracting. And on sort of that global horizon, what are the Yankees looking at? Well, as I was saying, I think that sports franchises are rising. I mean, some of the prices I'm hearing for both the Broncos and Chelsea's, uh, Chelsea is, uh, they're, they're pretty amazing. And, and so I just think that uh, there's so few of these and people, you know, realize that they really, from a financial point, they always appreciate, especially, you know, in, in a market with, with inflation like this. And uh, so I think that uh, they're going to continue to grow. I think you're going to get people who, for state purposes, for uh, cashing out, you know, uh, have been there, done that, won their championships maybe, and move out. I think you're going to see, you know, more sales, and I think you're going to see a tremendous demand. You know, as far as the Yankees are concerned, I predict that's going to be in the Steinbrenner family for a lot, a lot of years to come. You know, we always get the... uh, the story once in a while that, you know, the Steinbrenners want to sell. I've seen no evidence. You know, Hal's a pretty young guy, and uh, there's a generation behind him. So uh, I think the Yankees are going to be with the Steinbrenner family for decades and decades to come. Let me put you on the spot. Let's say this is Sports Team Ownership 101. You have the wherewithal and the desire to purchase another professional sports team. And we're at a time that I've said we have Chelsea and we have the Denver Broncos. Where would you put your money and why? Uh, both great, great investments. Uh, depends what the ultimate price is. Uh, you know, I think the Premier League is growing. And, you know, unlike in Major League Baseball, there's really not revenue sharing. So you can build your brand and, and do great all over the world. Uh, and the NFL is, you know, they're, they're phenomenal. And uh, Denver's a key, key you know, cornerstone uh, franchise, you know, with a tremendous history of uh, and tradition. So they're both home runs. It's just a question of what's going to be the price. Now, we mentioned Chelsea, of course, soccer. You'd mentioned NYC if, uh, earlier, the the, uh, the championship last year. Uh, what's going on with the stadium? What's, what's the latest? I'd, I'm going to guess now that you probably didn't think it would go this long where that team would be playing at Yankee Stadium. A hundred percent right. And NYCFC has done a, a really, really good job. I mean, uh, it got really, really close, uh, you know, a year ago. Uh, we thought uh, we were pretty close to a deal with uh, Mayor de Blasio's team. Uh, it was all premised on us. We had uh, in our lease uh, a requirement for about 92, 9,300 parking spots. Uh, we don't own the parking. The city had created a not-for-profit entity that, you know, had issued bonds which were completely underwater. We had voluntarily relaxed that covenant way down to like, you know, 6,000 and uh, had agreed to even take it down, you know, further to around the 5,200 mark, but you need parking spots at Yankee Stadium. And that would have, you know, clinched the deal uh, I had two term sheets signed by the EDC and the parking authority at the time saying it. And at the last minute, you know, the, the city pulled the plug. So I couldn't agree to a deal. Uh, we had no parking for Yankee Stadium, especially when the bond said that's what they were supposed to be used for. Uh, 
So that's on the back burner right now. And uh, uh, NYCFC has done a great job. You know, they're looking at sites all over the city. There's nothing right now on the front burner, but there's uh, some intriguing prospects, uh, um, but nothing I would want to, you know, put out front now uh, because, you know, they're, you know, NYCFC are, uh, are talking to a bunch of people in, in several boroughs across the city. Just in case people don't know, EDC is the Economic Development Council. So just in case people didn't know right. what that was. Yeah. New York City, right. Randy, does it does it does an MLS championship change anything in this conversation? Does the team get more leverage? Is it is it meaningless in the, in the grand scheme of kind of the political discussions around uh, around a new stadium, or does it actually maybe make a difference that this team just won uh, its first MLS title? Well, I think it it makes a difference because you know a lot more fans and it's popular. But Mayor Adams is very committed. He wants to to get this done, and you know this is a situation where it's going to be a privately funded stadium. So it's a it's a, it's a big win, um, and it's just a question of you know finding the land and the appropriate place to build a stadium. But unlike Mayor De Blasio, Mayor Adams really wants this to happen. Wait a minute, Randy. Wait, you just said privately funded. From what I've read in the papers recently and what we've reported, it seems like New York State has given out money for pro sports team franchises. Like, right just ask, ask the Buffalo. Yeah, the, just ask the Pagulas. <laughs> why, why, why are you using your own money? Well, it's not my money. Uh, <laughs> it's principally New York City football club's money, and 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 that's really what they've stated. I mean, you know, they want to build the state of the art uh, football soccer venue here. They want to privately funded, and uh, you know, obviously, it depends where it is. Maybe there's, you know, the city or the state, you know, does some infrastructure on it, which improves the neighborhood. Uh, that would have happened at, at the original site, but um, we'll see where the new site is. Randy, I want to get your thoughts on on baseball as a whole. We're coming out of a lockout that that forced the the delay of the start of the season. So much conversation about pace of play, rule changes, salary caps, salary minimums, floors. Where do you assess the health of of the business of baseball right now? Uh, I think it's it it it's good, but uh, we need to get better. I think we need to be more. Um, uh, proactive and, and and honestly, I think the commissioner has done a really good job here uh, on focusing on really reaching down to to two areas that um, have have not been you know uh, uh, as successful as we want. You know, obviously, we need to do better with young people, and we need to do uh, better uh, with people of color. Uh, I think uh, he's had programs that have really, really helped in both. Um, you see some of these games, you know, with the Little League World Series and, you know, Field of Dreams games and and some of the academies we've done, uh, the civil rights games. So I think we're trying, and under his leadership, he's done a, he's done a good job in, in doing that. Uh, and secondly, like all sports, um, I think we need to push baseball is very popular, obviously, in Central and the Caribbean and, and parts of South America, very popular in Asia. Uh, but we need to, 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 to grow the game uh, internationally. I mean, we played the Red Sox in London, you know, before the pandemic. It was a giant success. I'm on the international committee. There's going to be games that are going to be scheduled over the next couple of years all over the world. So I think that's important uh, to get more people involved in, in baseball and, and grow the game. 
As far as uh, here, I think, you know, they've been working hard. The, the commissioner of the competition committee trying to make the game more interesting, you know, more action, you know, pitch clocks. Uh, you know, we're talking about next year, you know, changing the shift rules, you know, trying to limit strikeouts and put the ball in play more. All of that, I think, um, is driving in the right direction. Um, some of the purists might hate it. Uh, I was shocked. I mean, you just see this year, you know, we still have, you know, the famous ghost runner in extra innings. And I thought, you know, people would hate it, but people love it and the players love it. So, you know, I, I think you got to keep innovating. Um, I think that we need uh, to, to, to really get better uh, in those areas because the diehard baseball fans, people my age, a little younger than me uh, who grow up on it, we're, we're getting older, we're retiring, some are moving on to the great baseball field in the sky, and you got to replace those fans. <laughs> you ever hear the joke? There's, uh, you tell somebody that's good. <laughs> I have good news and bad news for you, like in the Cosmic All Stars. The good news is, you know, you, you've got Ruth, you've got Gehrig, you, you've got Mantle. The bad news is you're pitching tomorrow. Right, right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you some solace on this one, Randy, in that baseball does get bashed with that average age of fan thing. I'm going to give you some solace, and I don't go a podcast without talking about my son. Eben <laughs> knows where I'm going. He starts chuckling. <laughs> I, 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 talk, I talk about my, my soon-to-be 13-year-old as the focus group of one. He does play baseball. He does play baseball, but there are plenty of his pals who do not. What they do do, however, is get on that Xbox and play Major League Baseball the show. That's great. And, and all of those kids know all of the players. They know their batting stances. They can tell me who's on what. They can name the roster for everybody. You, of course, as part of your, of your investment in Yes, uh, have brought on Amazon, and you're going to be streaming some games on Prime. I'm telling you, the gamification, the, the different broadcast, let kids watch the game the way they are used to playing video games. Even if they don't go to the stadium, it's a touch point. Are you encouraged by that? And how do you make sure that all the owners get it? There's got to be a different way to really make these kids fall in love with the game. Boy, that is really encouraging to me. Really, really encouraging to me. And I think we all get it. Uh, you know, MLB has come up with game after game after game. I know Amazon's going to do a great job on, on, on their broadcast with us. Yes, is developing games. Uh, but that, you know, that's good. And that's something absolutely I'm going to take back and talk to my colleagues, both at the Yankees and the Yes Network and at baseball to do a little research on that. And that, that's very encouraging. To me. I'm going to give you Eben's I'm idea. I'm not aware of that. Yeah, I'm Eben, you, you want to tell them your idea about the committee that they should, like, sort of the advisor committee? Yeah, I think that every sports team and sports league should have a chief teenage officer, a CTO, and it should be a rotating 14 or 15-year-old that can sit in meetings and say, look, my friends and I, we don't watch baseball games. We play Major League Baseball the show or we're playing, you know, four-person baseball in the in the yard, whatever it is, whatever to, that can keep everybody's foot on their finger on the pulse of what teenagers are doing. Because I think you're right, Scott, and, and Randy, you mentioned it. These people grow up, they become the people with income, and they are the critical demographic that every sport uh, and every team is trying to reach. I think teams should have a rotating 15-year-old that, that is sitting in, in a lot of decision-making. I think that's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. Absolutely. 
I think it's a great idea. How do I, I can't wait? This? I can't wait for the hire. My son's available. He'll do it for free. Don't don't, don't be surprised if the Yankees do something like that. It's a great idea. Oh, let the us scoop, go. The, the scoop comes to Sportico. We're, we're not shy about stealing good ideas. We're not. <laughs> stealing bases, yes. Ideas, no. Oh, <laughs> an, an easy one. And you, you teed it up from Randy Levine, president of the New York Yankees. Thanks so much for taking some time in it. We, we do appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Always great to be with you. Oh, Eben, I mean, a lot to unpack there from Randy. Uh, he, he always brings it, and you know, he's an influ- uh, influential voice inside of MLB. And I do think, actually, one of the radio interviews he did during the lockout, the end, where he said, guys, we need to figure this out. We need to compromise. That did help to get that solved. But mm-hmm. um, uh, it's always fascinating to hear. He's, he's thinking about crypto and paying his players because he knows it's coming. And uh, you can see why they are the most valuable franchise in the world. Yeah, and it's interesting to hear him talk about how some of the other most valuable clubs in baseball like the Red Sox and, and the Dodgers are doing things maybe a little bit differently. He in no uncertain terms, Scott, you heard him say it. It's it's unlikely. It doesn't seem like it's in the future at all that, that the Yankees are going to take any private equity investments. So in, in a lot of ways, as we said, the Yankees are are kind of leading Major League Baseball in, in, in a lot of respects and on the cutting edge of a lot of new things. And then there's a few things out there that that, that the Yankees seem very intent to let other teams experiment with and try and, and maybe see further down the line if it's something they're interested in. All right. He is Eben Novi Williams on the Twitter at Novi underscore Williams. I am Scott Soshnick on Twitter at Soshnick. Our producer is Matt Whitehurst. Thank you very much, Matt. Our digital media editor is Cora Veltman. She loves it when I remind you that the show can be found at Sportacast, which is the hub of what will soon become the Sportico Media Network. <laughs>